0: (音楽) Thank you. kicking my boots off by the fire nice roaring fire I'm uh, reclining on my favorite bearskin rug nice you have your favorite uh, human skull goblet in which you seem to be drinking something that looks like blood and uh, everything is right with the world
1: True, and that we actually do have a roaring fire here, but in Brooklyn, New York, the equivalent <laughs> of a roaring fire is two tall candles from Walgreens. So um, that's <laughs> about the as good New York as we're gonna
0: version get. of yeah. It's a crackling bonfire. It's just yeah. They're, of they're thir- about
1: two thirds of the way through burning. <laughs> Thirty-five
0: hour soy candles. Um, I I'm getting the effect. So that's really all that matters. I'm feeling like I'm in, you know count dracula's castle high above in the carpathian mountains
1: but uh but yeah no it is just the two of us and it's been a little while right we've uh you know we just had two awesome fucking features from ryan arnold which is great right Um, yeah we had the god ryan
0: arnold the the critic (laughs) critic is present Um, the uh
1: the the hannah Arendt scholar is it (laughs) Our yeah. our podcast just went way higher brow. Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: two this, we, the last two weeks were <laughs> the Eichmann in Jerusalem of the future Zal. Thanks to Ryan McRae Arnold, and thanks again to Ryan McRae Arnold. Um, you know if you're listening because Ryan hipped uh, you to this cool podcast, then uh, uh, thanks to Ryan and sorry to you. Um, just kidding. Uh, you're in for you're in for another goodie. Yeah, uh, know, as a matter I, of
1: fact, I know he. Uh, if if you guys like that episode, he he's uh, expressed a lot of interest in coming back. So you know, maybe maybe it won't be the last of Ryan Arnold. Wink, 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 <laughs> wink.
0: Well, yeah, maybe Ryan Arnold will be found dead in his apartment from an apparent suicide.
1: Yeah, from a Novichok. Uh, from a Novi-
0: <laughs> From Novichok. Um, uh, no, Lord, Lord willing, not because uh, we need we need more more smart cookies like him to uh lend a, a patina of credibility to this horror show that we're <laughs> undertaking here. What is, um,
1: uh, Jonah, this is my segue, what is this horror show that we undertake here? Ah, uh, great question. <laughs> you know, it's, before you start, it's funny because the last episode, I don't know if you noticed it, we've been evolving how we describe this podcast, and there was a quite a good one last time but the audio just happened to get cut out like in the moment you were saying it so is that what, actually is that real it is real what translated was it was the first sentence of what you said and then the audio cut and it came back to Ryan interjecting saying i think his words were uh it's like the internet of things has become the internet of us and it kind of worked <laughs>
0: yeah so, it's like it's like the um the abc uh sitcom this is us but if it if that's basically what this podcast is. It's if it was like a friend group of like a, a gay guy and a woman who's a singer songwriter, but who has had a traumatic brain injury and a family of an architect and a graphic designer who uh, have PTSD from getting yelled at in college. You know, if it's like a TV show like that, but the podcast. That's what this podcast is. But, um, Mac won't let me get away with saying just that. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit more of the real deal, which is that, uh, this is The Future out. It's a podcast about the future we were always promised, um, as compared with the future that we are currently living in. Um, the temporality of now, um, as compared with, you know, the Jetsons, yeah, uh, Halcyon promise, uh, that uh, never seems to materialize, but is nonetheless the sort of raison d'etre behind, uh, you know, repeated entreaties towards, uh, you know, technological advancements at the behest of certain private enterprises and, uh, uh, you know, the importance of believing that we're just around the corner from the next big thing, be it the electric car or the Internet of Things or this, that, or the other thing. And yet, you know, we're just living uh, in our same shitty apartments. Yeah, it's true. And <laughs> trying to just muddle through. Uh, so we try to, you know, we're just, we're just sitting in that. We're stewing in that, you know, like just sitting in the big black cauldron uh, while Streganana sort of pushes us around with her stick. And that's uh that's sort of what we're up to here at the future
1: isle, and uh, uh yeah, I, I, that was that was good.
0: Thanks. Was um, that a good one?
1: That's a good one. Hopefully, it doesn't get cut by the gods of podcast land this time. Um, should we? Is it worth introducing our intern? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say we have hired an intern.
0: Um, I want to say she's unpaid, but we she's actually really been destroying our budget on chew toys and uh treats and so on. But, uh, yeah, if you've, if you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you know that we benefited massively from the talents of our, of our original producer, Ray, who passed on to Valhalla, um, some several months ago, and we've, you know, been trying to muddle through without him in the interim months, but, uh, thankfully, we have no longer to, uh, you know, uh. Wander through the desert like Moses and the tribes of Israel.
1: Our HR department has been busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to fire me and then trying to fire Mac. But thankfully, whole,
1: you know, a bunch of NDAs involved. It's lots a of confusing yeah. shit.
0: But if you're hearing what you're probably hearing right now, which is the sounds of a squeaky toy being absolutely strangled to death, um, that's the introduction of our new intern, our future producer, Ray. Um, intern audio audio visual intern uh billy
1: yeah well, welcome billy i no one will ever replace producer ray and no you never. Know, she's clearly uh got a long way to go <laughs> right now but uh but we'll see how she does
0: uh yeah so our our former black lab um av guy ray who's passed on into valhalla in the heavens Um, has has now had a little protege try to um, you know, stick her little paws into his big, big old slippers, and uh, if you hear a big crashing sound or bark or squeaking or, yeah, just general discord, it's because we're training her in the uh, the ways and means and best practices of the future Zal. So please bear with us, but she's really cute and she's a little, she's a little black, um. And yeah, so before we launch into everything, uh, as far as plugs go, you know, this is the Future Is Out podcast. You should please, please, for the love of God, (laughs) the love of fucking all that is holy and good, um, give us like a like and a five-star review and a rating on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts
1: as well. Um, We're on Rumble as well. No, we're not. I um, don't know what that is. But uh, it's the alt-right. Uh, youtube oh cool 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 we, we should get on that maybe we should get yeah. on that maybe, um, maybe we've
0: probably get a lot of we followers. might we might be on our <laughs> yeah well okay so we're not on that now but next episode we might be so stay tuned but in the meantime yeah you we're
1: know just become right-wing shows. hey hey if the money's the money spends
0: doesn't it um right now no, there's no money spending anywhere but that's how i like it so you know we're we don't take money from anyone because we're suckers and we're not making any money, so give us a five star like, whatever that means. Review us, share us, send us to everyone you know, please. Future's out on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, yada yada yada. Check also, it. yeah, you beat me to it. Good. Um, you know, our interlude music, which is like thirty percent of the appeal of this show, I I, I I like to think, uh, from our good friend Dalton Core, Expressive Tempo. Go check Espresso Tempo out on Spotify, YouTube, et cetera, and so forth. Nice, chill music. Good shit, man.
1: Check it out on uh, Twitter. We've got a Twitter page that's growing right now, but it's, uh, you know, if you want to see the shit we talk about, but like in your feed and just like, you know, some other random bullshit, check it out. Uh, We're on there on Twitter and posting pretty regularly. So that is
0: indeed the truth. That is indeed the case. So with all of those things um, said and. In the future, they'll be said with a little more elegance. Um, uh, let's get on to the meat of the matter, shall we?
1: What's our filter for today? <laughs> oh,
0: no, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, what is our filter today? Well, here's the thing. I'll say, Max. Like when we took our 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 regular pre-episode selfie um, <laughs> with which, kawaii eyes and for the our Patreon, favorite, sub- subscribers. yeah, for the Patreon subscribers only, our shirtless selfie with the, our favorite anime filters. Something looked a little off to me. I don't know. It just felt, I mean, I don't know. Like, I normally we look really sexy, but this time we looked too sexy in a way that made me feel weird.
1: Yeah, definitely too sexy. It was like, I was, you know, I'm my natural skin tone is borderline between olive and uh, roadkill brown, and mm-hmm. it looked pristine, but in a way that yeah, made really me kind of sick.
0: The synthesis of, of the two, those two beautiful tones. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's something afoot um and i don't know to the extent that i've that i've that i've tracked down the answer i think it's um something to do with the iphone camera the iphone camera of late um of recent iterations i mean this this plugs into something i i've had a i've had a fucking thought or two about for some time which is just the you know the not to sound like this is i'm not a trailblazer or saying
1: anything interesting. Oh or boy. Mr. Android coming out over here. Well,
0: okay. I wasn't even going to fucking go there, but it is true that the Android camera, I mean, it's just like, you know, it feels weird to be, like, cheerleading one or the other massive sort of <laughs> right, just evil, enslaving, tech, enslaving tech, company. tech company. It's just, like, rooting for the fucking Balrog over Smog the Dragon or whatever, but it's just, like, it is true that, like, to the extent that we are going to live under the thumb of some fucking corporate you know, techno feudal uh overlord. It does seem like Android is like a little more user friendly. Uh, Bro, I
1: disagree one hundred. I mean, it's okay. user friendly, yes, but if I'm so going to be say, Android overlord, Apple all the way. But that's
0: all right. Listen, this is like insert the Ken Ken Brockman from The Simpsons saying, "I welcome our our insect overlords." Uh, and you know I do, but here's the thing, man. Whatever you want to fucking say about Android and whatever the fuck, it is the case that per some recent reporting in uh, a certain a certain fucking uh, coastal liberal rag that one I won't that puts name, dots over the O's. Let's yes, just say that yes, yes, more over the E's, but yeah. nonetheless, uh, the iPhone camera has been engaging in some a wall activity. You know, it's been going above and beyond the Call of Duty to the fucking chagrin of. Many uh, you know, so called or self styled uh, you know, daguerreotype and uh photograph uh you know connoisseurs.
1: Daguerreotype, I like that.
0: You know what a, a daguerreotype a daguerreotype. type. Yeah, That's so you know. uh, yeah. I was
1: I don't know what it is, but I like it. Um some, some type of thing. I
0: I saw it on Wikipedia well, one time. But okay, Mac, what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, Can you well, put I this think into the sharp relief for me. Yeah,
1: the article's good and I think but it's something that both of us have and I think probably everyone that has an iPhone or any phone has been thinking about, but for anyone who's like not aware, cause I think it's not necessarily too obvious, like with the newer iPhones and like a bunch of other phones too, when you take a photo, any photo there is like, even on the standard settings, there is like a level of enhancement that's going on by default. Right. And so like Apple uses on their camera, different levels of like artificial intelligence to you know for example if you take a picture of like your friend sitting on the couch it's gonna like enhance the lighting in certain areas or like make it a little bit brighter where it needs to be to just like make it you know by definition like what you would like assume is better like um by whatever that means and they've been doing this for some time but it's like increasingly gotten just like A bit better and better because Apple has, like, their goal, as they would say it, is they want to give fucking, like, everyone who has a phone, like, the power of being, like, a professional photographer by default, right? But I think what we've noticed for a while, and this article gets into, is that, like, it gets kind of weird, right? Because it's like, you, when you take a photo of something, uh, and, like, you're not intending for it to, like, be super polished or like look a certain way, um, the camera just makes decisions for you, and the photo that you end up getting is like not necessarily the photo you were intending to take. Right? Or, does that or, does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I think and I think probably people have noticed this to the extent that they take pictures with their own phones or whatever. But yeah, this is like what is that issue? Which is like in particular in recent iPhone iterations, and like I think this plays into another little thing of mine. Or thing that I, I don't know. I think many people have noticed, which is just like, there's got to be a new iPhone every year. It's just like there's every year, like you know, like the thawing of the fucking winter, winter, uh, you know, winter snows. Just like as as the fucking as the as the cherries blossom, so too is there a new iPhone. And it's just like, well, okay, how are we iterating one like every is it really the case that every year, every eight months or so, there's like a massive leap forward in smartphone technology? It's like, no, not really. It's, but like, so there's like problems have to be uh, created in order to be solved. And I think largely this like battle is being fought. This battle for competitive advantage or whatever is being fought on the, on the, on the, on the field of, of crisp photos. And like, you know studio level photography well um
1: yeah i i think there i I agree i agree with that like this this incrementalism of advancement and how there's less and less i think that's just objectively true but i think you know there's there's certain things about i i mean i have like the 12 i guess because i have the mini 12 um I think there are a lot of things that are, like, a little bit better because, like, technology just gets a little bit better. But with the camera, that's something that iPhone, like, iPhones are fucking really expensive now. Like, the best iPhones are, like, over $1,200. And, like, they've staked that on the camera, really. That's, like, their, their like, selling point. Like, well, because it's, like, fucking, like, the pros, right? Like, the whole I mean, there's some other differences, but really the only difference between the pro and the regular is the camera uh, type of shit. And I think that, like, yeah, it's it's it goes to what you're saying, that, like, it's not really that much better and arguably it's worse for the reasons we'll talk about. But I think it's also, like, um, something about... The camera thing is interesting. I was just thinking about this and didn't want to let it slide. But, like, if you step back for a second... Like, I remember not too long ago when, like, an iPhone camera or any phone camera was, like, pretty shit. You know what I mean? It what, really wasn't that long ago. But I think that, like, even with, like, I don't know the numbers, but, like, the 8 or the 9, that was the first time where you could be, like, really could use an iPhone instead of a DSLR for, or a point-and-shoot, at least for a lot of things. And I think with, like, the most one of the most recent iPhones, they added like HDR and shit on video and like I- I've like heard a bunch of YouTubers who I follow who were saying it was like a game changer because basically like for the most part, if you're doing like just commentary, like if we were doing this podcast on YouTube, you can do it all on an iPhone and it's totally good. Like it's totally fine for what it's like. Yeah, but this right? is the
0: thing that I that I sort of feel like is the case, which is like the degree to which the low the low bar is raised, which is like taking a fucking photo or a video on your phone, merely raises the bar for everyone else. So it doesn't actually make it so that like oh a whole bunch of people like people who are here to for photographers can throw away their DSLRs and start taking iPhone camera iPhone images. It just means that like now the the rabble can take iPhone pictures. So if you want to fucking that look good or whatever. So if you want to differentiate yourself, you have to, you know, spend even more or differ or or go even further to sort of, you know, elevate yourself above what is now the sort of common, common standard. So I think the whole thing is or be
1: more like talented, I guess, you know, or be be more more
0: talented. It always helps to be more talented. No, but it's just like the notion that like, oh, we're uplifting all these people and like all these cool guys from our ads who are like, oh, I was never I never wanted to be a a cool hip hop photographer, but now I can just use my phone and now it's that's good enough. It's like, no, it just means that like everyone who is doing something interesting now has to like. Pay up for the next iteration in order to differentiate themselves from every
1: like goofy who's just putting their own or spend just like infinite amount of more time because it's an arms carving race. a unique thing. Yeah, I think it's no question. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's kind of like what we talked about with Ryan last week. But it's no no mystery that like there's just a fucking avalanche abundance of shitty like content out there now, right? Okay. Because because a lot of stuff. Not this podcast, obviously, but there's a lot of stuff that's like, that like before you would never give the time of day because it just looked like, you know, it's like a dude really shittily doing like a Three Days Grace cover on like YouTube, but like you can't hear it and like it's all burnt out and shit. Now it's like passable, but it's still the same dude playing the same shitty cover, but it's like, it, it, it gives it the, the, you know, the patina of like, authenticity and and like and like professionalism in you know i think i'm conflicted because it's like i actually do find a lot of like useful kind of diy people on youtube that are cool for certain shit that like i think course, i probably yeah. would have never looked at before but, but at it's same not time, because it's, of the, so the crystal clear
0: fidelity them. of their fucking iphone well, camera i think it?
1: i think some of them i would have probably it would have been a lot harder for me to like Give them more than one listen or look. You know what I mean. I think I think that like having that like making it accessible and it's the same way with blogging and shit where it's like the fact that like on my medium page like it it's just it's easy for it to look standardized and good. It's like you get like a bit of a bit of help from or at least like everything is like you're in this fight for like a millisecond of people not paying attention to you and if it looks even a little bit like nice. This is
0: the thing like. But this is the point I'm like you know it's like the equivalent of like pumping arms into Ukraine, you know <laughs> to make a topical point, which is just like just raising the bar of the lowest common denominator doesn't actually like help anyone it just makes like everyone up it just boosts everyone up one level and makes everyone who's who's above a level from the baseline have to like level up their own shit um no but the degree to which you yeah but uh, no but the degree to which you're like differentiate yourself from the common rabble by having like a nice video setup or whatever or the degree to which like you're able to blow up a Russian tank uh or or whatever is the degree to which everyone else can't do the exact same thing as you so if everyone just can with like stock technology then everyone to maintain your competitive advantage to like the average industry or like entry-level Joe is the degree to which you just have to, you know, bump yourself up, which is fine, I suppose. But I guess, you know, the degree to, I guess the thing we're talking about here is just that like, I don't know. And, like, well, we can get into, I guess, what's what's at issue in this little thing we're referencing, but it's just that, like, new, new iPhone cameras do all this shit without asking you in order to make you seem, like, super cool and slick and, like, take, like,
1: what... A pro, as it were. A pro right.
0: image. But, like, it basically means just, like, AI auto-filtering out all of the stuff that it seems to be imperfections and impurities in your photo that really like steamroll uh, if you were trying to maybe capture like something kind of odd or something kind of different like let's say some interesting light during the day or maybe like a silhouette um, in some in some like sort of high contrast lighting or you or, it's just like no we're going to give you the most intelligible image according to like I don't know if you were like a captcha yeah you know what I mean
1: well even if you're not like
0: renders it very artless and sterile
1: even if you're not even if you're like not coming from it from an artistic perspective whatsoever you're just like I'm a dude that wants to make take photos of like my dog pissing on the floor or whatever like I don't know you're just like a random person it still is like I think that the thing is is that like um as we've talked about many times in the podcast like AI, however you want to define it, is like imperfect, right? And it's based off of like uh, decisions that its creators make and like biases that they have. And that's replicated everywhere, right? Whether it's chatbots or whether it's like, you know, AI that's used for sorting and like Google, those same sort of like biases happen in these images, right? Like uh, there's been a bunch of cases of, you know, black community, people from the black community being upset because certain um, AI image filters will, like, auto-enhance the white parts of their feature, right? Because that's the way that, like, the the databases do this. But even less intense than that, um, you're just not necessarily seeing... What, what you're taking a photo of in passing is, like, what you actually see. You never get a glimpse of what was actually taken. Like, the raw photo is being edited before you get a chance to see it and for so preferences if you're, that are assumed for assumed right and it's like if you want to like you said if you want to take a you know a, an interesting artistic photo that like you are the eye of the camera sort of making the decisions it that kind of takes it out of your hand but even if you're like someone who's just randomly taking a photo i don't know i think it, it just like kind of it it creates this image it it tells you what an image is when it when it's not necessarily. I think of the last thing I was gonna say was, I don't know if you noticed this, but I felt a similar thing, kind of when the first like ten eighty p like uh, and four k TVs came out, where like sometimes when you would watch like live football or like fucking like some of the shit it looked weird. Like it looked really off because like, it just like, I don't, I've never found a good way to describe it. I've talked about it many times, but it's like too fast and too I crisp. I know exactly what you're talking it about. It feels fucking weird because the, the frame rate is too fast and it's like, that's not real and it, because it's not because it's all, it's like weirdly too good for like what you would see in like your regular life. And I think that's like a similar thing that this article and like what we've been talking about happens with these, images now on every iphone and all these digital representations is that it's like too good which is good is like it's it's like a a smoothing smoothing effect that happens on
0: television sometimes i remember having coming up against this issue trying to watch um band of brothers for like the fourth time on my parents new tv and being like what the fuck this all looks weird and like weirdly like overly lit like it's a play or something yeah and like everything just looks like it's moving too smooth and there's no like cinematic quality it looks like a bunch of like paper layers on top of each other instead of like a, a cohesive whole and yeah i mean i think that speaks to yeah the notion of like these new iphone cameras that are literally too good i mean they're and they're like they're taking like algorithmic enhancements like without asking you um, and just enhancing the photo as they think you want it to to appear. And obviously this raises all types of weird questions about like, you know, the nature of captured images and 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 photographs and the degree to which reality can be reliably, um, you know, uh, relayed without altering it in some substantial way and like i think like that was like sort of a subtle background thing but now they're like literally like oh you took this photo but you we and it looks like this which but we know you really wanted it to look like this yeah and like i don't know it's it just like keys in perfectly with all this disturbing stuff of how you know we've we've let we have less and less agency over any sort of digital digital media i mean it, this is maybe a tangent but like The degree to which now everything is stored digitally is, like, I read recently that, like, over 80% of the movies and films that were produced in the 1920s are now lost forever. Just because the physical media they were stored on has degraded to the extent that it's no longer retrievable. And, like, if they aren't put onto some digital media that they can be, you know, maintained upon, then it's just lost. And, like, it it calls into question the nature of, like, you know, how can we rely on images of the past, you know, 100 years from now? How can we say that we're looking at a photo and that it really depicts reality? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that, you know, a black and white picture from, from 50, 70 years ago doesn't really depict reality either. Um, and in that case, it's just maybe more of the same, which is maybe oddly comforting but it's yeah I mean how
1: much of the past has not been you know that's always the question is like how much of what you're hearing is like actually representative and how much of it was just what happened to like be I mean I guess that's an interesting point I guess
0: we've just been sort of doped up into thinking that like you can have an image that's like a real depiction it's like it's not a recreation it's not a simulacrum it's like what actually is like a DSLR camera photo but maybe we sh- that was stupid. Like maybe we shouldn't have never we should never have uh you know uh abused ourselves of the notion that like you can have just like a pure a pure recreation of a moment. Maybe yeah. everything is really deeply uh mitigated and, and distorted through the, the medium it's captured in.
1: That's fair. I mean I think you can definitely say that like at least in terms of just limiting it to images, since the time we've had images, they're all uh influenced by whatever the medium it is that like took it right whether it was like the shitty lighting of like a stand-up camera or like the fact that like it took 40 minutes to like take someone's photo so like there's not their you know that's not them. That's them. Forty minutes after waiting yeah. to take a photo, right? Like they're like, oh, yeah. everyone, your, your favorite you know, you know photo, the, all of Billy photos... the
0: kid, who's just grimacing. Right, all like...
1: of them are grimacing. It's probably because they've been yeah, sitting there, haven't like, been able yeah, to drink sweating, for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... and they're going, they're having delirium
0: tremens because it's the longest they've gone without a drink and since they were seven years old. That's why
1: they're all so miserable. I think that's fair. I, I. That being said, I do still. Think there's something a little bit different about this, though, right? Because I think that like the 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 AI quality of it is like it's a little bit more than just a um a changing of like this, you know the 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 particulars of like how a camera works. I I just wanted to read this one this one quote that I thought was kind of interesting from this thing. Um, so this is from this article that we're referencing, but it said uh, the new iPhone cameras more than most users realize are forging a template that is reshaping the nature of image making along with our expectations of what a photograph should be. Um, And I, I found that was interesting because it's like that quality of like the expectation, it translates into the fact that like, at least like in my mind, it's not just that the camera is like influencing it, but it's that more and more the way we experience all images is through digital media like we don't have frames if th- i mean like i'm 26 and I, I don't i have one framed image in my in my house in my 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 house <laughs> uh my <laughs> my, <laughs> my castle but like so much of what we see is like translated through or transmits through like digital media right and all of that is increasingly for the reasons we mentioned before coming through these um artificial templates and i think that like that's um you know i don't know how deep you want to go with it but it has something to do with like how it influences the way we perceive the natural world and i think that like this is extreme but it's just like ex- it, you know it says something even though it's extreme but like you know a bunch of people are like getting plastic surgery to like mimic instagram filters and shit you know what i mean like that's a real thing and like is also um you know a lot of the the trends of like aesthetics and shit are based off of digital media trends right which are all influenced by this sort of template of you know uh ai based yeah which is even more
0: upsetting because it underscores the degree to which it's like totally totally temporal and temporary and like it can just change with the winds and that like people are getting irreversible not to like I don't know like shame or or make it like make freaks out of people who get plastic surgery for this or that reason, but like it is a thing, and like people are changing i don't know if not their physical appearance like their 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 entire conception of themselves as like individuals and sexual beings according to like uh these trends on the internet that are just apps are nothing but that trends. um. And I guess that's always somewhat been the case. Like, people are, are, are attuned to that. But the fact that it's so hype oh, intense now and, and subject to change at, a, at the moment's fucking notice in terms of what's, like, hot and cool, I'll never forget and never stop thinking about, like, the TikTok thing of kids who have their fucking, their beautiful, perfect, God-given teeth just chiseled down into little points. And look like little demons, so that they can get like perfect um, veneers put on that will inevitably decay after like twenty years, and then they're just like their teeth are fucked forever, um, genuinely killing stuff.
1: Well, let me, but, but let me just ask you this because I don't know if it'll translate, but I'm curious what you think because I've had this conversation with my girlfriend a lot. Um, to what we're we're talking about, that like, I think of the trend of like e-girls and like e-people right this for those who don't know it's this you know people that have like the fluorescent pink or purple hair and like you know usually the extended fingernails and like really they look like anime people right like like anime girls and guys um and super glossy really high def um but I live in New York, in Brooklyn specifically, so I see a lot of these people in real life, IRL, and they look fucking weird as shit. And I think it's like, I've talked about this with my girlfriend that, like, the thing, like, that look kind of works on the internet and it looks through these, like, digital platforms. But, like, when you are not viewing it through a webcam or through a lens, it's, like, shockingly uncomfortable and weird. Like, it it doesn't uh, make any no, fucking sense. No, I don't sense. necessarily agree with that. Like,
0: I mean, I think it's just, it's not your look, and it's not something no, you would ever be it, because into. No, because
1: I think it seems, it's, it makes, what I'm saying is it makes sense through the lens of, like, the camera, but, like, when you get rid of the filter it, like, is really bizarre. Does that no, not make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think it's because you don't like it, which you're, is probably... I don't know if and, that's and, 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 it. And ultimately the correct thing. There's a lot thing, of things
1: I don't like that don't look just, like, so... Well, it's not jarring. the same as it looked when it was... No, but it's just lo- people who are, like,
0: deeply in a, in a form of cosplay or whatever, which is just, like, looks weird, but it's just, but like, that's if that's what, what say- you like that's and you're not, into... That's not what I'm saying, though. I'm saying it, no, it looks
1: specifically different than it looks through the filter of...
0: Well, obviously, everything looks different. Like, uh, people who are, like, using, like, little weird ID filters to look like puppy dogs and shit, it's just, like, it's not going to look the same when you're, like, you know... uh pushing them out of your way to get on the subway or whatever the fuck (laughs) because they're being slow and taking a selfie or whatever but like i think that like yeah we just have like everyone is just sort of we've so retreated we're all in our fucking retrenched into our personal fantasies and no one has like a common understanding of like one another or like common standards of beauty that like yeah, like, we've retreated to just, like, emulating certain mangas. And, like, yeah, I do think that is sort of deeply weird and fucked up. But to the extent that, like, that's a thing, like, I don't know. If a girl's going to have fucking blue hair and, like, white, uh, like, white uh, fucking um, contact lenses and, like, look like a fucking anime character, it's just, like, if that's the type of shit you think is hot, you're probably going to think it's hot whether it's online or in person. And if it's not, you're going to be like, do not touch me.
1: Maybe, I, don't I have guess. Any,
0: I don't have cash. Don't talk to me. Help me. Um.
1: Yeah, I guess. it. Yeah, I guess. It's you just know like I mean? It's very like making everything either. It's like you're hot or not. I don't know. It's like.
0: Well, yeah, it's like, a very it's like hyper. Non-sexual it is like a hyper sexualized thing.
1: Like, uh, something else can be like your f- whatever. Either way. But yeah, that's fair. No, I mean, I think it's. I mean. No, absolutely uh no confusion that like i'm um, don't find that attractive but i also think that it's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, like
2: you,
0: yeah. you really <laughs> seem really <laughs> insistent on uh making sure everyone thinks that that's fine yeah. dude. no one no one asked you
1: um but yeah um
0: mac doesn't want a, a girl just like a like a just like godzilla wearing panties to, to step on him definitely and, don't want that and just, i don't cover him in, in ectoplasm
1: yeah i definitely don't want them to just like step on my uh pelvic region over and over again yeah, yeah. yeah
0: i haven't paid hundreds of dollars no. for a simulacrum of that for sure uh um, so
1: bottom line uh get rid of your your phones and maybe get the some older ones or get a DSLR. i don't fucking know
0: yeah just know. if you take a picture on your phone it's or this is look what it weird is. uh and glossy but everyone's probably gonna think it looks and like you did it on purpose and you should just say yeah i did it on purpose
1: uh, i also maybe this is new, gonna get cut from the podcast thing. but i think also like fucking listen man you're probably less attractive than you think you are and that's a byproduct of these uh these new phones just gonna say it i'm mm-hmm. a i'm a man who's very insecure about the way i look and uh yeah i think people are a little overconfident about how they look that's true. So that's uh,
0: true, but maybe you're underconfident about how you look. I doubt it. <laughs> you Stop ju- looking. That's why you wear an Elvis costume everywhere. <laughs> it's, the gigantic sequence uh, sunglasses and the white st- cape.
1: Don't get me started on the Elvis shit. I, there's a there's a whole rich history here. Um, well, but that's for that's for that's Patreon. For, that's for Patreon. Yeah, this is <laughs> listen. Th- we we got tee it up for our. Our loyal patrons. Yeah. Uh, um, what, what else do we got? I feel like we we hit that pretty hard.
0: Um, yeah, we hit that hard as fuck. Um.
1: Um. Yeah. So we'll carry
0: on from that. And well, hold on. Is that is that the Baja Men's music I hear? Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh my god! Is that the Baja Men's? Oh, Wow, okay. We're back at it. It's Spot. Spot is back in A New York City. Spot. Where in the he's world? back in New York City? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Spot? Um, He's back in New York City, this time with the New York City Fire Department. Oh, New York's great. real finest.
1: As um, listeners will know, the last time Spot was in New York was with the police department, and he got kicked out of New York because <laughs> he was found... Uh, There was social media images of him walking—I say him, the fucking robot dog—walking out of a public housing unit with a cop after he'd, like, like been in a fucking murder investigation, like, in— <laughs> In Spot. This. Spot was
0: actually found executed with two rounds to the back of the head in his 2006 Toyota Corolla after having after having um you know reported the malfeasance of fellow officers to the internal review department.
1: Jonah, what does it um, say that we're ascribing a male uh, uh you know pronoun to Spot?
0: Listen, man. Spot being a being a robot dog is, for police, fire department, and military is a very heteronormative. Um, field and position and I think we need to open space for you know female and um you know other types of bodies and spaces okay. to exist within the robot dog police weapon space.
1: Fair enough so we're joking about it but Jonah what do you think because I you know I happen to know that you're you actually have the F ypd um oh no the the new york fire department's calendar in your room like you're 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 a big fan of the fire department right you've even like wanted to to be a a firefighter some fireman um,
0: but i overrated how important it is to have just like a gay mustache and versus how it is how important it is to be able to actually like do like physical feats and engage in the mitigation of of blazes? You need
1: strong respiratory uh qualities. Yeah, I thought if I just showed up <laughs> with my shirt
0: off and a big gay mustache <laughs> and I we could just swing an axe, they would let me in. But uh
1: I what have the, some recalibration. What thinks gear. you though, because this is I mean, it is like, you know, seriously though, it's yeah, it's, it's so interesting cool. because like I, like no one really gave much of shit about this. And I think that like the people who have talked about it who have been critical, they've said uh that basically, you know, everyone gave a big deal about spot in new york when it was with the police because you know the police are bad and people don't like the police but now that it's with the fire department which is under the same you know relative jurisdiction as the police like no one has said anything because they're more what do you what What thinks you about this i
0: mean i think it's stupid and stupid and shitty and and dumb. but let's let's let let me be more clear basically you know on this podcast, we've been talking about Spot, which is the Boston Dynamics creepy little robot that looks like a dog um, that has been sold to various um, bastions of, of state authority over the past several years. All around the world. All around the world, including the New York Police Department, who use it as like a sort of, yeah, like as one would a police dog. Obviously, it can't like uh, rip people's uh, fucking hamstrings off their legs and shit like a normal German Shepherd would, but it's like, you know, a forward-operating a forward vehicle, as it were. Now, uh, fire departments are using it for somewhat unclear purposes, but, you know, according to the New York Times, I'll quote them, the department plans to deploy the robots in the months ahead and is the first fire agency in the country to purchase the 70-pound machines, which cost $75,000 each and are built and sold by Boston Dynamics, a robot company. And, you know, presumably they can aid in precarious missions where people are trapped under the rubble of, say, two major downtown skyscrapers that are struck by, uh, you know, commercial airliners um, on a Sunday, on a sunny Tuesday morning. Um, you should kicking be. Kicking off. You know, in the copyright for the New York Times, <laughs> that is amazing. Because let's say it, it's something like you that. Know, was, I was gonna
1: make a joke because in that New York Times story, which was amazing, they fucking <laughs> their <laughs> example they gave, which they should have done nine eleven because that would be so good. But instead, wow, uh, nine what <laughs> <laughs> Nine No, but instead, what they did was uh, we don't have like an acronym for it, but it was this uh, you know this uh, apartment building in Queens that burned down. Um, a couple months ago, the Bronx, yeah, the, the one, one, the yeah. one that was supposedly from, it the, killed uh, like seventeen people, the, yeah, the heater, yes. Um, for those who don't know, there was a it, like one of the worst, uh, you know, apartment building fires in New York history, like just a couple yeah. months ago, and um, I forget how many people died, but a lot, and um, seventeen people died, and they made the argument in this article that like this could potentially be a use for spot would be to like do reconnaissance it makes like, no fucking into, sense like, though shit because
0: yeah. it's just like invoking the, the the fucking ghosts of these poor 17 people who died sure. yeah. in an apartment that basically had shitty faulty heating so people had to use electric heaters plugged into like their fucking power strips and yada 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 no one in this apartment died because they weren't breached in time they all died from right. smoke inhalation immediately after this fire broke out um yeah, so I this think- is just more like you know it's just like what if our fucking security services had more money and and uh op- and and tech available to them it's just like it's not what's at issue it's like the fire department is not failing to rescue people because of like you know, their tech is just so out of date and they're just like it can't get into the rubble. It's just like that's not that's not a problem. That's not a problem that needs to be solved.
1: It's also I mean, yeah, I agree. And I think that like we we've had a very consistent perspective on this that like um, you know, Mr. Who lets a dog out spot, um, regardless of how any particular place uses it, like spot is used for example, like I'm like it this is true that it's used on like oil rigs as like uh, something to like keep Tabs on like, you know, gate checks. Like you can use it for a lot of different things, but that doesn't that doesn't take away from what its intended purpose is, right? And I think that's like the point. that's worth reiterating is that it's a surveillance machine that is militaristic by nature, right? And you can, you could have a spot in your apartment that like just fucking went and like was entertainment, but that's not what it's built for, right? What it's built for is specifically to be able to to navigate rough terrain to be it's filled with cameras to be a monitoring device at all times and to be tactical right um and i think that's where you know i guess for me just as a person who looks into this like the fact that like the fire department is now using it and like there's explanations right like you would have spot go in a place where there's a lot of carbon monoxide right you would have spot go into a place where um it's too hot for someone to go if they're like a human there's there's rationales for it but at the same time you know it's still operating in the same city fund as the new york police department it's still accessible to like any government agency that potentially wants to use it within like the new york system and that's when you have to get to what is it built or what's the purpose of it? And the purpose of it hasn't changed, right? And I guess that's my, my only thing, right?
0: No, I think that's a good point. And I think at the risk of being like this very cliched and uninteresting person who says what I'm about to say, which just like rather than spending $75,000 on a fucking robot that basically does anything that a normal fucking cop might do, which is like, you know, poke around in some rubble or like go around a corner with their gun. And see if there's a robber or a bad guy there it's just like imagine what could actually be achieved with that money redirected towards you know preventing the the the, the conditions that create a massive apartment fire that leaves 17 people 17 people dead such as like what if that money had been redirected towards you know updating the fucking slum-like conditions of of high rises in the Bronx so that people weren't forced to use space heaters that, you know, overheat, yada, 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 yada. It's boring to say, but it's just the fucking truth. And like we will continue to see, and I think it's interesting that, you know, we will, as this podcast progress, continue to hear the haunting refrain of the Baja men asking who let the dogs out.
1: Let me hear that one more time.
0: thank you bahaman <laughs> um who let the dogs out indeed i mean i think the, the thing that we have to reckon with is that we let the dogs out we did we let the dogs out we let spot out and we've abdicated the human responsibility of, of one person to one another and being responsible for each other's health and safety as human beings and countrymen in this in this in, in the united states um, and so just saying we'll let the we'll let the police we'll let the fire department we'll let the EMS handle it with their ever increasing technological um, sort of capacities, but you know these things aren't designed to you know further the flourishing of human life. It's just like it's just more money to defense to the Raytheon or whatever the fuck because you don't need a robot dog to fucking you know I don't know do do the type of policing or fire department work that's been ongoing for months and years and, and decades in, in various places where people don't die at the same rates that they do in the United States. You know what I mean? Of fire or of, of shootings and stuff. Yeah, It's all social. It's social. It's not,
1: it's not a technical problem to be solved. All right, with that, uh you want to take a quick break so we can give a shout out to Mr uh Yeah, well, I Mr. have to Espresso walk my tempo. spot dog that has been <laughs> He's very he's, he's very my angry. Par- he's been a bad boy. He's right my now. parole officer since I got a, <laughs> oh a, an
0: open container citation. I have to walk him every every 45 minutes or he'll kill me with a gun. Um so let me go do that now. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm, co- I'm coming. I'm coming. Jesus. <laughs> Dalton Core. Uh, Thanks to Dalton Core, Espresso Tempo, yada, yada, yada. You've heard it all before. Um, Let's talk about something uh, that you may have heard uh, whispering in the back of your head. You've been pumping gas. You've been picking your kids up from daycare. You've been folding laundry. And you've heard kill, kill, kill (laughs) in the back of your head. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you what. It's because of a a couple a couple fun words called brain-computer interfaces. Um, what are brain-computer interfaces? Uh, they're uh, something that's going to be coming onto the market uh, in hotter and sexier ways, like the new uh, Buick Credenza. Oh, my God. Um,
1: <laughs> you had to say Buick.
0: <laughs> it had to be a Buick, didn't it? Um, Mac, what are, what are we facing with neural interfaces? Are they like the new hot SUV on the market, or... Can can any of us hope to resist uh, their vile influence on our precious gray matter? Maybe. Do I tell. mean,
1: so we've talked about neural inputs and all this shit before, but basically they come in many stripes and sizes. But the one that we're going to be talking about here, which is what this like pull that we're going to reference is, is brain chips that are you know surgically implanted into you. They're essentially microchips that um, can monitor your brain activity and also potentially send electrical charges into your brain to hypothetically speed up your...
0: Hypothetically make you kill the president.
1: Hypothetically make you kill the president with just, like, <laughs> extreme speed. No, it's like, it's 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 the idea that, like, we talked about Neuralink on this before. Neuralink, the way it's sold by Elon Musk, who's the founder, is that... Um,
0: Fact check. What can you, Mac? Can you tell listeners briefly what what is Neuralink in so far as Elon Musk is concerned?
1: Yeah, so Neuralink is a brain-computer interface company that was founded by Elon Musk, Um, and this kind of goes into the why I wanted to be clear about it. But like on paper, the purpose of Neuralink right now is that you implant this device, and it's meant to like aid with people who have. you know are paralyzed or have other disabilities and like you can send these uh you can send these signals through the chip into their brain which couldn't theoretically allow them to send text messages to their phone or use other sorts of like digital devices without actually having to uh, use their hands they can just use their brains it's, it's using mind reading technology kind of um and this is something that's like it's not just neuralink doing this it's like it's a it's a big thing that like a bunch of companies are are doing medical brain computer interfaces what's different that, but yeah what's different though with neuralink and which is what we're going to talk with the point of what we're talking about today is what neuralink doesn't say but what Elon Musk does say a lot is that the real point of Neuralink type of brain computer interfaces is that, you know, rather than it be a medical thing, they essentially want to use it as a way to like implant a supercomputer into your brain so that in effect you can kill the uh, president. Kill the, pre- <laughs> you're really, really into the kill the president thing. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, but I, uh, but let me, let me, I think this will just make it. Uh, clearer than what I can say. I'm just going to quote Elon Musk because this is like uh, a way that he's described um, Neuralink on the Joe Rogan experience.
2: Uh. All right, so
1: this is what uh, Elon Musk said on the Joe Rogan experience. Quote, from a long-term... Access- Can we have a South African accent, please? Oh, man. Uh, from the long maybe you should, ter- re- you should read it. Here, one second. Okay, sure. From a long-term existential
0: standpoint, that's the purpose of Neuralink, Musk said, in a 2018 podcast with Joe Rogan. It's to create a high been bandwidth interface with the brain such that we could simply be symbiotic with ai other companies like meta likewise flirted with the idea of integrating brain computer interfaces i've now started reading outside of the quote but you understand um the meats and, the meat and potatoes our intern does not like what <laughs> what elon had to say um
1: mac if you will very happy that our aunt our intern is anti Elon Musk. She has good instincts. So there you have it. So basically, you know, as I get I get some shit about this sometimes because I write about this stuff and uh Neuralink will specifically uh have issues because they say that like you know they're just a medical device, but literally their founder says that right, which he's yeah. saying that it's a singularity device. That's it's, pretty it's fucking your, explicit, isn't the it? The point of it is like to make you as smart as a computer, so you can be a cyborg. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. That's the funny thing. Yeah, that's true. It's dead true. serious. Um, so uh, Pew Research, which is uh, you know kind of one of the the, the flag bearers of like it, you know the most reliable quantitative. Uh, you know public polling however much weight you give that um they put out a poll about a lot of shit with ai and uh, emerging technology but one of it was about specifically brain computer interfaces uh that are meant to like make you smarter which is what we just explained and uh jonah what do you think uh you think people are down for it like they asked
0: I have I have an intense feeling as though seventy-eight percent of adults, give or take, were not down for a neuroimplant. Um now you may say seventy-eight percent of adults are square. Uh they're not they're not down with the future. To which I would say merely the following. Just thirteen percent said that they thought BCIs would be good for society. BCIs in this case are uh brain cell <laughs> um indians they're talking about an implant in which it would make you talk in an indian accent um yes, only 13 percent thought that was good for society which <laughs> uh, which
1: to me is incomprehensible Because I, I mean, we'd all be better off i think we'd all be <laughs> better off if we spoke do you want to do you want to partake in that I think I would like to partake. <laughs> uh, like I simply right do here. not see what is wrong with it. <laughs> um, oh man, uh, well, we did so, but but no, I mean, basically, the whole point of this is just that, like, listen, uh, Mr. Musk, if you're listening to us, which I hope you do, because. You know, you seem to have a lot of time on your hand. Oh, by the way, uh, Swift interjection. You know, he had a new kid? Randomly, yeah. Guess Him what and... his name was? What is the new kid's name? Uh, Why?
0: Is it why? It's why. <laughs> It's why question mark. It's just why <laughs> he's literally doing like who's on first shit. No, it's
1: it's and he's doing uh,
0: he's doing a century old Abbott and Costello bits to name his no, own this child. This was so this
1: was so good. So for those who don't know, his his uh his first child with uh, Grimes the the musician Who's now dating fucking chelsea, chelsea manning. manning i know it's so, oh, dude there's so okay. many layers. L- we need to do like back. a full tmz no, let's, episode let's, let's, of the podcast we'll do it we'll do a, we'll a two-minute rundown because i had to unfortunately yeah. write about this yeah let's so. hear it let's hear it tmz <laughs> interlude. So, interlude 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 uh, <laughs> fucking uh grimes and elon musk were on and off dating for a while they have a child they've birthed a child uh its name is x just the letter x it's but that's not its name its actual name is
0: a lot of characters and bullshit characters, yeah.
1: So its actual full name is XAE, but the AE are combined in the symbol dash A dash XII. So if you want to figure out what, what that means, look up on the nerd websites, and they'll fucking tell you it, there's a thing behind it. Well, yeah, unless unless you have a hundred pro- billion dollars and yeah, you own you a space are station, getting, getting plenty, but yeah. Now, uh just a couple of weeks ago, he uh supposedly him and Grimes were fucking uh you know, this is my TMZ hat on, but him and Grimes were broken up for a while. They're all broken up. But, there, yeah. uh, well, supposedly not, because in a recent Vanity Fair article with that which was a uh interview with um with Miss Grimes herself, however mm-hmm. Grimy Grimes,
0: Miss mm-hmm. Miss uh Miss <laughs> Claire Bourgeois or whatever her name they is. They
1: were in her uh, this is this is not, this is true. You can look up the article. They were in her mansion and uh the the reporter was sitting on the couch with her talking about uh whatever the fuck she does like NFTs and shit. I don't know, she's I don't listen to her music. Um they were talking and there was a child crying in the upstairs bedroom. And it was, like, they, they, they kind of knocked it off for a second. It's like, oh, what was that? And then it kept crying, kept crying. And uh, their other child is, like, a, is like a young, you know, young child at this point. A this young was a adult. baby. Uh, this, this, really- was, this was a baby's voice. And uh, the interviewer asked, is that a baby? And basically, uh, Grimes from the, she the interview. She copped. She to it. She copped to it after, like, some flummoxing and said, like, oh, like, I wanted to, like, uh, you know, keep the baby out of the limelight. But it's my second child with Elon. And uh, and one thing led to another, and they realized the name was Y, which is not the actual name. The actual name is some strange string of you know things that start with Y, but they're going by the, the name Baby Y right now.
0: Baby Y. How many? How many? How many? How many words off the top of your head do you think you can you could name that start with the word? Oh, it's the letter certainly y.
1: not a word. It's certainly like you know some strange. Mac.
0: In the next five seconds, name a word that starts with a Y. Um one. Y- yang two. That's yellow. not a word. Okay, there uh, you yeah. go. yellow counts. Yeti.
1: Yeti.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Four. Five. Name one more.
2: Uh Yamaha. Okay, good.
0: Uh you're good. Uh Yum uh y- I think listen, I think it's okay. You won. No, you get. did you did a great <laughs> job. You did a great job. You don't need to keep doing it. Yeah, that's that's some interesting tea. I mean, the fact that they're secretly conceiving children in their massive, uh, you know, whatever estate that they that they share, um,
1: and they're and they're technically in a non-monogamous, fluid relationship. Obviously,
0: they have to be. I mean, some of the most boring people I know are in (laughs) non-monogamous relationships. They clearly have to be doing something along those lines, or else, like, where's their credibility gone? Like, if they're just doing
1: apparently dating a trans. And it, like tr- leaker, yeah, which trans is leaker, strange. who is a,
0: also a really serious gamer, wait,
1: a, a failed Senate candidate. I mean, yeah, it's unfair. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's fair to, to
0: to call Chelsea Manning a failed Senate candidate. I mean, she you is. She is technically, she she but she's also like a fucking absolute paragon for truth and justice to the extent that she.
1: That's yeah. I mean, both are true. Both are true, but, like, <laughs> primarily
0: she really did, like, suffer the slings and arrows of the U.S. state to show us, you know, the collateral murder video, among many others. Sure, uh, but
1: that's like saying that, like, Edward is a, you know, a national treasure and also the dorkiest looking dude to wear Matrix glasses well, Yeah, she's a like- dork, <laughs> they're a dork,
0: everyone's a dork, but, like, Chelsea Manning is a hero, man. I mean, I think, like, None of us would be able to have a leg to stand on to, to say that the war in Afghanistan or Iraq was like a crime, which it clearly was. But we wouldn't have that info available to us unless Chelsea Manning, you know, she went down to the mattresses and, and literally went to fucking prison for a really, really, really long time um, in order to show us that our, our horrible war in the Middle East was, was genuinely a bad thing. So the fact that she's now getting some like freaky québécois uh, noise musician pussy um I think I is is really cool. <laughs> like, I guess is good. I, <laughs> but genuinely, the only thing it really tells me is that every single day that passes, I know less and less of what's going on, and I'm very confused.:
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but I think it's cool that her and
0: Grimes are hooking up and and, and making love. And uh I guess we had other shit to talk about, but like at this point well, what's the point, man? Uh, no, uh,
1: that is truly the future is out. That is the future a fucking American whistleblower is no longer a man and is having sex with a noise musician. A, a Canadian that noise was musician. As father two of the world's richest man. Richest children. richest
0: children of all time. <laughs> if that's not the future is out, listen, we wish we are a pro-Chelsea Manning podcast. <laughs> Uh oh Grimes I guess we're in favor of you too. Chelsea Manning's great. I mean I mean if we're if we're pro Edward Snowden
1: I'm I I'm I'm I am very pro Chelsea man. I'm just we not gotta be pro to be Chelsea. So, you know, gushing about everything. But yeah. but um uh, but that's that. Um yeah, basically, long story short, you know. Should come to no surprise of anyone that the public is not interested in drill, having a startup drill shit into your brain um so I think we got one more thing though before we head off the night though and uh this is uh yeah i mean this is there's there's less like topical shit of this, but um you know I think this was something that happened recently that uh google. We've mentioned a couple times so far. They just landed that old saw Google. Yeah, that old you know Google. No, they just landed a. uh, They landed a new cable, a subsea internet cable, yes, connecting the U.S. to Africa, specifically to Congo. Um, and it was a big deal. So, um, basically how do we approach this so well okay so here's
0: the thing i would i would start off with as like the main thing for me which is that like when you think about the internet and you're like when i'm like in a flame war with like some like german uh 13 year old on xbox live and he's calling me the n-word or whatever and you're just
1: like a jewish white dude and i'm (laughs) just a jewish white guy in new york city how is
0: that literally taking place and i don't think what you would assume is that there's a literal gigantic extension cord that runs the entire length of the Atlantic Ocean, but that's to just connect us physically by cable. But that's actually what's happening. And to put it a little more, a little bit more concretely, um uh, internet giants like Google are in a bit of a, a space race to lay down the physical infrastructure to. To um, kind of connect like high-speed internet to um, certainly Africa, the African continent is one of the last places that doesn't have like really good, highly penetrated um, internet and and broadband. But it literally takes place via the laying of physical cable along yeah. the seafloor, well, um, th- and that's like the thing that blew my mind.
1: Yeah, so I think I y- thank you for getting me on track, Jenna. I think, I think that, like, a, a good way to think of it along those lines for people who don't think about that often is that, you know, the Internet has existed long before Google, Facebook, or any of the companies really we talk about have existed. Like, the core of, like, just getting bits to and from places, it all relies on, like, you know, that fucking fiber optic cable that's, like, right below your house, right? That same thing that connects, like, your house to, like, um, you know, AT and T or to some other neighbor thing that's occurring all over the world, underneath like the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. It's like it, you know, once you sever that, there's no internet. It's it is a real thing. It's a physical thing. It's not just in the cloud. There's a real physical thing, and for most of, uh, the history of the internet, that has been that physical element of it has been maintained by companies you would never know the name of. Like you're, they're usually um you know uh telecom companies from like remote regions in africa or like remote places in britain they're they're things you would never know the name of right um but increasingly in the last five years or so um google amazon and facebook based purely off of their size and also their reach in like the fact that they're such international companies They've started becoming one of the top buyers of new cable that's laid all across the world. So, the thing that just happened was that it was between the US and Congo. But in the last, like since I think it was 2015, Google has laid 10,000 miles or more than that worth of of cable. Yeah, they're laying pipe hard. Just (laughs) like laying laying tons of pipe. So much pipe. So much pipe into the ocean. Yeah, just like barreling through wet the ocean. Pipe. Yeah, it's wet. It's soaking wet it's, pipe. It's there's a lot of it, and uh, <laughs> no one can compare. Their pipe is much, much longer. It's it's, <laughs> it's much longer. Um, unspeakably long it's pipe. Unspeakably. But so <laughs> so we all like long pipe. So what's the problem with that? Right. Uh, the pro- the problem. What with is it, the problem? The problem with it, if there is a problem, I guess you know maybe there's not a problem, but which you have to realize the reality I is a is that uh so <clears throat> to to put a finer point on it uh these new cables that are being laid like the one that just happened last week right for the most part these are connecting places that used to not have any internet connection at all right like a lot of these sub-saharan african countries which is where this new cable is going to it's it's yeah it's 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 giving internet connection to a lot of places that really didn't even have it before, but at the same time, um, there's also these new cables being laid across um, cables that have just gotten too old. Because this is something that my brother, who shout out to Scott, who listens to this, uh, informed me about. A lot of the like actual pipe <laughs> that was laid um, that we use. Uh, it hasn't really been adapted since like, the 80s like this it really is the exact same thing that's like there underneath the ocean that was there from almost 40 years ago now and slowly but surely like that's being kind of phased out because like um technology has advanced right so it's like the new fiber cables like you can get a lot more power and a lot faster speeds through the cables than you could in the past and uh google and facebook and these other companies are like not only just like connecting new places, but they're also replacing those old lines um, with their new versions. And so what are we talking about? When you get to is a situation where you kind of blink your eyes and you don't realize it, but the vast majority of the underlying infrastructure of the internet is quickly becoming just these big tech companies, which, as we've talked about in the podcast before, are also dominating the larger, the upper sphere, as it were, of, like, the internet, right? Which is, like, I'm sure everyone uses Google Docs. Like, you use Gmail. You use all these content services, the things that you, like, engage with on, like, the surface level of, like, the internet. Not only are you doing it there, but you're also doing, you know, interacting with Google at the bare bones of it, which is, like, something that hasn't happened before, which seems... Significant. I've been talking for a long time, but what do you think about this, Jonah? I, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts of this whole kind of shift are, whether it's a big deal or not.
0: No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's certainly interesting. I mean, I don't I don't know the extent to which it it represents a shift because I think this type of shit has always been firmly and squarely under the thumb of like private companies, and you know, this is not something that was like had was ever a democratically controlled. you know,
2: process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I suppose that, I suppose that's true. Um, but you know, I think like there's never, we never had much of a hope of like a, a well distributed internet or like, um, like maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't see a history in which, or like an opportunity in which we had like a sort of like pirate, or like deeply competitive internet space like it seemed like it was always a deeply consolidated thing i mean largely because it was created by you know the military or 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 governments that really made the internet you know it, it, if you trace it back from arpanet and darpanet and stuff like that so i think,
1: I think the fear is though is that like that's really potentially heard. true in the United States, but, like, you know, increasingly in a lot of other countries, if you have Google both be the underlying infrastructure of how Internet's accessed there and increasingly how most users interact with, like, their services, it, it does strike me as fundamentally different than, like, being in the U.S. because, like, if you're, I don't know, if you're in, like, Chad, Right, and, like, your entire experience with the internet is dictated through this, like, American lens, and this, like, American company lens, and you have nowhere else to go because, like, the actual infrastructure of it is, like, laid by this company. It does potentially raise some, like, strange situations that could arise, right?
0: Is part and parcel of like the interests of um the people who are like exercising sort of soft power on these networks or whatever like you know the inter- like netflix for instance is just like a means through which like media is conveyed but it's also like it's also we own the pipes like we own the the distribute the distribution mechanism that's a troubling um a troubling development but i guess it's just like it's always been it's always been that way as far as i'm concerned or like so it's- like the internet like i think like the 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 notion of like a free information superhighway is is a bit of a misnomer like i don't think there was ever a situation in which um the internet as it were or 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 online broadly speaking ever had like uh like physical infrastructure that was totally free of uh of national control or interest or like these geopolitical concerns like i i think like we've always been deeply mired in these in these sort of uh class interests. I think it's
1: fair way. but i think the difference is that like it's now it like before it was like most countries at least like had at least when it came to the you know the the ports of entry on the on the you know the fiber optic side of things was still in the hands of like local telecoms, which is still sort of the case, but it's increasingly becoming less so right like where um you know it's not about like that individual people have any say necessarily, but it is the fact that it's more dis- it used to be more dispersed in the in the sense that there was like you know, an untold number of local telecoms that, like, were involved in the dissemination of the infrastructure, but now it's increasingly becoming just these large U.S. tech companies that can afford to buy everything everywhere, you know?
0: Yeah, and I guess the question is, like, why is that the case? Um,
2: I think it's just, like,
0: you know, there's something about, like, U.S. dollar hegemony that really Right, exactly. I mean no, but that's exactly it. Um So yeah, I mean you kinda have to ask yourself the question like regardless of what you're trying to say, like are you uh you know, are you hip to or cool with like you know these like massive interests. Um and and I think a lot of it does have to do in like, I don't know, the degree to which this is we're gonna bite off something that we can't even begin to chew upon but like i don't know recent stuff and uh you know the recent war in ukraine and 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 sanctions on russia have made me think about this uh a lot which is like the degree to which the united states dollar is like a massive uh diplomatic weapon um, in the degree to which like if you want to conduct business and the dollar is the sort of the, the global currency for, for for exchange, um that's like a that's like a field on which uh you have to sort of defend yourself if you wanna not um be subject to the whims of uh, you know, the Western geopolitical order. Um, and like, I guess we're getting pretty far field of what we were originally talking about, but I, I guess I would only say this, which is that like, um, yeah, like these sort of, these sort of soft power things very easily meld into questions of like what, what you can, you know, convert your money into and what the reserve currency of the world is really quickly become extremely important. Um, be it in like the the conflict in Ukraine or whatever, or or anything else that we that we sort of uh I don't know bring up as a as like a, a an inflection point on the show. Does that make any word
1: any any sense to you, Matt? <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. I think uh, we'll definitely talk about Ukraine more in depth next week uh, when we come back. But um, I think that's little probably teaser, little yeah a little action. teaser. It's probably good uh for now. Um anything else you want to hit on, Jonah? Or
0: yeah, I just want to say that uh World Treat Center seven. It's impossible that uh uh you know that, that, that could have fallen down. Okay, um
1: <laughs> I'm actually seeing something in my uh,
0: I'm seeing something in my teleprompter that says we're we're all out of time. So uh maybe we'll we'll save that for next time. Um yeah, right. no, cool. All good. Thanks, Mac. Uh this was dope as always, and we'll see you guys next time.
1: Huh? Alrighty. So long, y'all.
0: Peace.